You're listening to It's Not a Show with Tara Francisco and Rance Rizzuto. They're usually performers, but today they're just pals. And it's not a show. Oh! Hey, it's episode seven! Episode seven, baby! Hey, welcome to It's Not a Show. Oh, I tell you what, this has been a joy to make these with you, Terry. For fun. Hey, back at you. This has been a real ball. And I'll tell you what, we've gotten so much good feedback from friends and otherwise that have been telling us our show is just the amount of dumb they need. Oh, I take that as the greatest compliment. Rant and I teach a lot for a living and perform for a living in regular time. And we've been doing, believe it or not, we've been working a ton uh, in the past like couple months here, but certainly in the last month, a lot, a lot, a lot teaching online and holding workshops and things like that. And this is such a great little respite. Yeah. Just to have some goofs. To have something that's not a show to just like hang out. And if people are like, this is the right amount of dumb they need, that's up for debate. You know, it's like, do those people need a lot of dumb? Do those people need a little bit of dumb? How dumb is this thing that isn't a show that we do? Yeah. If you if you're just entering into the show for the very first time, A, welcome. B, you're great. And C. What we typically do on the show is Rant and I catch up a little bit with the Gen Pub about what we're doing during this. <laughs> Did you like that? During this shelter. Gen Pub. The old Gen Pub. And um, actually speak like we typically would about some things that we take interest in. Our friends and subscribers have been submitting what we're calling debatables. Mm-hmm. Which is something for Rance and I to sit and roost with, and we'll uh, chat through either or scenarios or hypotheticals that are just fun to debate and get steamed about. Because oh. then we get out our grumpiness at this part of the world in in in, in a real fun way, and then we re-enter the world in a nice way where we can be hopefully of service to many of our friends that need it. Yeah, and this is like uh, like I've been looking for like. Ways to have nice things. And I tell you what, Tara. What's that? I think I told you about this, but I, 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 I'm a crafty guy. I like to make things. You are a crafty guy. You know what? It's, it's for context for anyone listening. Rance is really skilled at what I'm going to call old timey crafts. Hmm. Things that used to be trades or maybe still are trades, but they're less prevalent. But now you're really good at things like. I don't know how metal work or thank you. Um, yeah. Really great. Like Rance has a good, a keen sensibility when it comes to anything you do in a video game. Yeah. <laughs> like, Hello, like, welcome to my leather strap shop where I yeah. make knives. Like Rance is great at stuff like that. If it's a game like Skyrim and Tara comes in and is like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm making a hundred daggers because I need to get my blacksmithing skill up. Can we talk about that? Before yeah. you get to your, your hobby, because I think the hobby is the important part here, but of course. Um, I think it's so funny that Rance takes such an interest in video games because video games are great. But what Rance does in video games is he basically just gives himself more tasks to complete. And I always walk in and I'm like, what are you playing? And he's like, oh, I'm having a great time. And he's just shearing sheep. Got just- sheep, got to get wool for the, you know, to turn into fabric to make cloth. And you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go mine that ore and take that ore back and uh, smelt yeah. it. Ingots. I don't want to smelt anything. I want to, I want to interact with people in a video game or like fight 
do fun stuff like that. I don't want to be like, Boring. come on, <laughs> come on. I, I really like, I, I love to like explore uh, and dig in deep. And a lot of games have turned into multiplayer where it's like to do well at this game, you have to have a team of four together. And I'm like, I don't want to like play with other people. They're going to want to go too far or they're going to do stupid stuff. And I'm going to miss like the, all the good loot or the secret caves or the what have you. I want to go explore, baby. There's so much loot and so many secret caves. You've got to get there. But I'm just saying for the record, when you walk in to Rance playing a video game, he's most likely making a hundred daggers. Gotta make those dags. Gotta make those dags. Otherwise, how would I rest? You think I want to be some low-level blacksmith like the rest of the Gen Pub? <laughs> Gen Pub is a low-level blacksmith. I, I I do give you that. But I think it's so funny how many things on video games are achievement-based. Of like, well, to unlock the achievement, you've got to herd these goats. <laughs> it's become like a joke at this point with... If it's a sort of like Dungeons and Dragons style game, every level one task is someone has rats in their basement that needs they need cleared out. Is that real? Oh, it's to it's become a a, a joke. I think there's the South there's a South Park game called The Stick of Truth, and early on you go into the bar. And he has rats that need to be cleared out in the bar in town in South Park. Here's the kid that's like playing D&D. But they kind of like wink, wink, nudge, nudge, heavy handed of like, of course, you're killing rats. What else would you be doing at, at this point in the game? Because so many games have that, that yeah. happening. So many games, so many like if you're just playing role playing games, so many early quests are like, imagine you're you're in the world where you're like, I'm going to be a knight. But also imagine that you have never held armor or swords or anything. But you're like, today's the day I go out to be an adventurer. I have no skills. Okay, I guess start by killing these rats. <laughs> that sucks. I mean, this is this is a reference lost on me because I, I basically opted out when in, like after Nintendo uh, for me. So <clears throat> although I've watched a lot of video gaming, I actually kind of find it relaxing to watch rants play games. Loaded. Which is which is which is fun because I learn a lot. I like learned very early about Fortnite and PUBG and all that stuff because our nephews and stuff were into it. So I at least know what things are. But I'll tell you what, I don't understand the investment in these worlds. And I definitely don't want to slay rats. I'm tempted to download old games that I've played and just play and just be like Tara Watch. And I'll just play through the first part until I it, I'll have to go through the part where they tell you what X means and what A means, what, what the different buttons are, like yeah, yeah. How, to, how to move, how to jump, how to attack. And then you'll see. Within the first 15 minutes of play, <laughs> down into the basement we go. I kind of believe it. I mean, it's not like it's, I understand. And it's and not I, always the basement. It could be a warehouse, could be a something. <laughs> but it's always, it's always some thing, some vermin that needs to be uh, cleared out that isn't the most dangerous. But might you might lose like a point or two of health in the process. But it's by no means a diff. You, you, if you die... I'd be interested now to go to one of these games and just like sit there and let the rats destroy me and see what the game says. Or like, you died with the rats? <laughs> How'd you do? Oh, please let me do that. I <laughs> would get consumed immediately by a slew of rats. And I'm willing to I'm willing to go out big just to see what it's like. I feel yeah. like I, I can't invest in these worlds, so I might as well 
go down in a blaze of glory. I also feel that we've probably alienated half of our audience and completely understood because I I could give two rips about a lot of this stuff. Sure, but it's also like now now those that we've alienated, like now you know something. Now you now you've learned a little something. <laughs> They're not here. In the vein of episode three, if you haven't listened to episode three yet, uh, you're going to want to give that a listen to to have this make any sense. I know we we started talking about a hobby I was looking forward to, but you know, um, I'm just going to have everyone wait to hear about no, it. Tell them, them, tell them. It'll make more sense now if you just at least give them a teaser of what you ordered, and then we can check in on it later. Oh, okay. So yada, 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 daggers, 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 rats, rats, rats. I ordered uh, stuff. I ordered epoxy, Tara. I have no idea what I'm going to do with it. I have seen things put in epoxy that are most the most ridiculous to cool. So if like I found a cool rock, I could put it in an epoxy square and then it'd be this like cool cube with a cool rock in the middle of the epoxy square. Yeah. Whoa. Someone would be like, look at that cool rock inside that cool cube. I'm going to be able to make that happen. Oh. And you will too. Me? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> One day we'll talk about things I like to do on here. But until then, it's all video games and epoxy from here. Well, some other episode maybe. Hang <laughs> in there, everybody. Episode 4002. We'll get to, I don't even know what I would like, though. I, to be honest, that epoxy thing does look cool. Yeah. We've been watching these videos on YouTube. Surprise. Uh, have you guys heard of YouTube? And um, we're a proud sponsor. That's <laughs> yeah, how we get all their ad money. We sponsor it. And uh, it's, it's awesome. People make tables out of epoxy. And yeah, they make like basically like tchotchke, but it's still. Still cool. Some of them have like found like a cool rock and they put it in a cube. You heard it here. Right? Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, wow. Fashion, <laughs> <laughs> oh. everyone. Hang on tight, everyone. Come back to future episodes and find out what cool rock I put in what shape. Mm, <laughs> I can barely wait. Contain yourselves. Uh, Tara, I'm itching to get to some questions. This is the first episode in a while that I haven't psychically connected to any of them, so I'm even more curious. Yeah, I don't think you did. I, I don't think you did. Although, again, I, I only briefly look at our submissions to hunt and gather, and I don't think that we did. Uh, we we kind of you'll see, but we, I, we we didn't go as close as usual. In case we haven't hit it over the head enough, I never see the questions ahead of time. So far, I do. But I don't, uh, I don't see them enough to think about them in depth. So that's the fun of this too. Is let's just get into it, Rancy. Ready to get into the debatables? Let's do it. Woo! Question number one from Kurt Mabry in Bangkok, Thailand. Mm. Can you believe the people that have been writing into us? That's not the question. Is that your question? <laughs> I think it's remarkable how how variant the locations are from which these questions are coming. I think it's a delight. Uh, from Kurt Mabry in Bangkok, Thailand. Front row or back row? Back. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so why? Tell me why. Uh, well, it depends on what it is, but for the most part, yeah, let's go. Let's go there first, if I may interrupt you for context. Yeah. Where are you picturing these rows? Yeah, we'll wait. No, you. 
Oh, me. <laughs> I you were asking Kurt. And the listeners and the listeners, of course. But I, I, I feel like when I hear this question, I immediately think movie theater. Same. Now, I, I, I think my answer would change if it was like a, a school bus. Yes. And I think if I had the choice, it would be neither because it depends on the situation. So movie theater, definitely back over front because out my neck and and, uh, I'd be looking at this terrible, like high, like especially if it was uh, IMAX, Mm -hmm. insane. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But ideally, I would be in the middle. That's not the question. Yeah, no. But definitely, so definitely back, because if I, if my ideal is the the middle, I'd go back. Uh, Broadway musical, you get pretty far away from those things. I would pick front, because it's also, you're like staring at people that are in three dimensions, so you might miss some stuff. Yeah, let's talk about that, because I, first off, I agree with you on the movies. Number one, uh, <clears throat> a back row with the movies is better than a front row at the movies. Yes. I, I, I would also opt in to say I would never pick either. But if I had to pick one, I'd pick back. I think the discomfort of front row is so substantial and loud. I mean, I like, I like, I like a good, I like a good loud thing sometimes, but I think I'm getting more sensitive to that from performing for so long. Yeah. So now I think I'd pick back row because I want to see the whole picture, not a sliver of <laughs> the picture of like, oh, good. I get to see this person's nostril super close for the duration of the movie. And um, yeah, I like having like the full scope. I also have like nightmares about movie theaters. I like to have the whole room in my sights. I've got a weird like Italian thing where I want to have my back to a wall and I want to be able to see the space. That's just the way I'm, I've been for as long as I can remember. My whole family's like that, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you say Broadway musical, I would definitely say front. Although I, I do think that Broadway musicals or musicals in general that plays have done a good job of like serving the room a little yeah. differently because they're aware that there are patrons in both the front and back. I think that you'd be much happier opting into like a lottery seat in the front row of something than being in the back row nosebleeds of something. You, um, you said something important. that's different between a Broadway production and a movie, which you said you wouldn't want to see straight up someone's nostril. The movie gives you the benefit of zooming in on someone's head where the people are always to scale in a show. So the closer, the further away you are, the tinier they get, the closer you are, the more normal it feels. Yes. Yes, totally. Grant and I have been fortunate enough to see a lot of Broadway musicals. A, because we have, sometimes we have connections to the cast, which is the coolest thing in the world. Or we just have access to getting, you know, sort of like day of passes that may be up more front than you'd be getting as Gen Pub. Yeah. Just because of the line of work that we're in. And we've we've seen things very, very close. We saw Hamilton very close. We saw we saw Dear Evan Hansen, I think, from the second row. It was so, so close. There was almost discomfort, but it's it's cooler than not being that close. You know, it was it was really awesome. Yeah. And for me, the discomfort is, uh, especially in New York theaters, I'm I'm six five, and um, those seats are not the worst. placed in a manner for legs. 
They're not place for anyone. They're not place for access. They're not place for anyone that's like beyond. It's, I'd say a, um, anyone of size is struggles probably. Anyone of height struggles. Any it's it's just anyone of ability struggles. They're not made like that because they have these these theaters that have been around for ages that don't have to be ADA compliant as severely as maybe something would elsewhere. So you're just like crammed, you know, in these seats. But yeah, the art's amazing. So there you are. I, I If we go to school bus, which I don't know if I'd call it a seat. Maybe I would call it a seat. I might call it a row. I might call it a seat or a row. I'm thinking, would I say back seat on a bus or would I say front? Interesting. I, I don't, I think I, my, my brain wants to say, yeah, definitely back seat, definitely back row of a bus now because I, I like to clown y'all. But when I was a kid, I often sat up front. And I would like talk to the bus driver, just make sure they were having a nice day. Aww. I like, when I thought of that, I thought, I think I sat up front a lot as a little kid. Cause I was like, how are you? What are you up to? How's your day been? Of course you did. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> I just got worried that they didn't get to talk to anybody because they were all kids. So I would try to like include them in our kid conversation or I just ask them how they were doing and see what routes, like, where did you drive? Did you have lunch? I would always say if uh, when we lived in Chicago, if I rode the bus, I'd go to the back row. Uh, but typically it would just, it, for me, it would be uh, legroom motivated. So yeah. if I was going to sit, I'd go to the back row because there was, the back row was literally a full row across. So there'd be a seat you could sit in that was directly lined up with the aisle. So my feet could yeah. go, my legs could be out. Yeah. Yeah. The L is like that too. It has a, a sideways seat so you can stick your legs yeah. out. What if I said classroom to you, front row or back row? Back row. Not because of cool kid, because, uh, well, especially now. Also, another reason I pick back row often is for other people's benefits because I'm tall. So if I'm sitting in front of them, they can't see. That's nice. I don't think I ever would pick back row very often. Not Again, surprising because I was sort of like a goof. I was a class clowny type but i think that i didn't mind wherever i sat like i i ideally like like second seat back in the front mm. i feel like my high school i can i can remember sitting two back like a lot like not the front row but like just behind it just enough to get that good air time so you could like make some sweet joke and be like everybody see me you got it mm. i hear that i would be in the back row to be like am i can i sleep am i able to <laughs> Can I doze off? Can I can I do the old lean on my head and pretend that I'm reading along trick? Yeah, 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 yeah. Will they see me? Uh, if it's an airplane, front row is uh, probably where I'd want to be, just because it's probably where first class is. So, yeah. If we ever get those rows where Rance can like cross his legs in front of him on a plane, la dee daddy. Oh, high styling exit row city. High styling exit row city. Oh, what I don't I can't think of any other scenarios that would be like that would matter for back row or front row. Yeah. Yeah. If we're missing something right in everyone, I, I'm trying to think of anything else that's qualified that way. But, but it's, I, I don't think it's easy to just pick one or the other and, and go all across the board with that answer. Yeah. Same. I, I, I don't know why for sure. It definitely you and I both conjured images of a movie theater for this mm -hmm. immediately. So. I feel good about our answers. Do you feel good? 
I'm, I'm fantastic about our answers. That's so good. I think it's good to go through and actually name the places because it does change the answer for sure. Yeah. Okay, good. What's question two? Question two! Question I feel like the way I said that sounded like, all aboard! Not my best work, but not my worst. Yep. Question two. And I, I want to expand upon this one because I, I, you'll see. Okay. Question two is from Brooke Turner in New York City. New York. All aboard. Oh, there. I recognize it. Oh, good. <laughs> Her question is, would you give up nachos or Netflix? Nachos. Next question. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Oh, I knew yeah. you were going to move on fast. And my answer is the same. Next question. However, let's talk about it. I think a way to talk about this one might be for Brooke Turner. I assume nachos are epically the piece de resistance of their choosing. So yeah. Brooke says nachos or Netflix. I'm trying to think if I would have a different answer if I opt out the food. I like nachos, but not enough to give up Netflix. But if you said like pizza or Netflix, I could never have pizza again or I could never watch Netflix again. I'd get rid of pizza. You would? I watch Netflix every day, baby. Unless it was like a, some trick loophole where it's like, I have pizza and Hulu upped their game. Or like, like I'm assuming that Netflix is is pro, it could probably be being used as Kleenex, where it's like, sure, there's like so many different streaming things, but Netflix is kind of the main one. Yeah. Uh, no one says Hulu and chill. Uh, it's become It's become the name... The main name for for what a streaming service is, even though there's tons of different ones to choose from. But still. What if people at Hulu tried to rip off Netflix and chill by being like, Hulu and relax. <laughs> <laughs> Not that Netflix made up that expression, but it's, well, maybe they did. Who knows? Oh, what if they did? Dang. Yeah, that'd be awesome if Netflix was like, here's the thing, okay? Uh, just follow me for a second. Uh, we're going to try to get people to think sex is about our streaming service. Do you understand? Is that is that something we're all on board with? Yeah, where are you from? Oh, me? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why? My accent? We all on board with this one, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, Netflix probably did it. Although... Yeah, what food would it have to be? Like nachos are not. I think pizzas are up there. Like if you said to me, um, I mean, certainly nachos wouldn't do it for me. And I also think that Netflix, like you said, carries so many things that we like. Yeah. You know, so many. There's so many things that are on our list that are strictly Netflix, or again, streaming services. I guess if you want to interchange another one there that's important to you, that's okay too. And, you know, would these things eventually roll over to YouTube or something? I don't know, maybe, but like they aren't there now. So you might, especially for maybe the line of work we're in, where our friends, things could be produced on Netflix or like we need something as a pop culture reference for shows we're in on Netflix. We may be really at a disadvantage if we didn't know something. That being said, there's so much content on those streaming services now that not everyone's watching the same thing anymore, which is new. That's new. Well, what, like then what's a food that would assuming that like Netflix is sort of like synonymous with like TV or favorite streaming service. Yeah. What's a food that would make it hard for you? For me, I think it'd be coffee. 
Yeah, coffee would suck. I, I think pizza would suck or something that's like it. Like if you're talking all if you're talking all pizza things, like if you can't fake it by being like uh stromboli or calzone or whatever. Calzone. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, that let's say that you're taking all pizza things off the table. I think that would suck. Yeah. I think that maybe some kind of dessert. Like if you said no more chocolate, I think that would be tough. I could probably because do that. I think I could I think I could get through it, but it'd be it'd be a bummer. Yeah. You know, it's in so many things that we like. Like if you think, oh, it touches many things. That's that's the that's the key for me is you know, coffee is every morning for us. Or I don't know why pizza is so that does feel like the thing that would hurt the most. I just read that that's the most or we played a game or something, rants where that was the most requested last food for people on death row. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like I feel like that's probably the one to put it up against that would hit the most people, like tacos or pizza or something like that. There's yeah, there's no uh coffee's the closest for me. I can't think of a food that I have a daily equivalent of like I watch Netflix at some point every day, probably. Maybe a couple days that I don't, but typically at some point. But what's a food that I have every day? Coffee's the only one. But get this. You didn't watch Netflix every day 10 years ago. So Yeah, that's true. I mean, not that that hasn't, that that's certainly changed our society where people now expect to watch Netflix a lot. Like it, having no access to Netflix would be much more unusual now than it would have been during the disc days. Oh, the disc days. Remember oh. the disc days where you'd like wait for your envelope to arrive. You'd, you'd rip open that little rip seal and you'd get your DVD and you'd, oh, it was, and then you'd have to send it back and wait like four more days wow. after they received it to get something else. Remember that? Yeah. Here's another thought though. Mm. About 15 years ago, I drank Pepsi like a MF, <laughs> but I did not drink coffee. Uh, like am I, it would have to broaden out to like caffeine. If I could get caffeine somehow, then I'd be okay. But for, I really okay. do think now coffee yeah. is like my preferred method of delivery, even though Let's I also- go there though, then. Let's go there. Let's say it's Netflix or caffeine. Man, that is probably exactly what I would need to stem my addiction to caffeine. That you- couldn't watch Netflix with that unless you gave it up. Yeah. I don't think you're as bad of a caffeine addict as people I've known that have a caffeine addiction. I used to work at a coffee shop in Chicago called Intelligentsia. Shout out. And it was, it was a really wonderful place. This is a long time ago, really wonderful place that had curated beans and uh, their own roaster. And these things are really prevalent now, but that wasn't as prevalent then. And People there were so wildly addicted to coffee that came in multiple times a day for pours. And in the morning, we had to test espresso pours. I've told Rance this, but as a barista, if you were the if you were the barista on duty that had to pull, then you would pull like different kinds of types of espresso in the morning to make sure the pool was clean. And then you'd have to drink them and identify them. It was it was pretty hardcore. Like you had to be like, this one is. Oaxaca, this one is Guatemalan, this one is whatever you'd say, you'd say where the bean was from to sort of like pass their testing. And I would walk out of there, I would take like six shots of espresso and do a full shift and like leave with a coffee and be like, keep drinking it. I don't know how I wow. lived. I don't, I would never do that now. What happened if you didn't pass? 
it wasn't like a pass fail. They did give us an actual, we did have a literal test, like a, a paper, a paper test at the time that we had to get a certain percentage on. I think you had to have over 92% to be a barista at that time. This is around like 2002-ish. And it was, it was interesting because I never really took that much of an interest in coffee before that. I liked coffee shops, but I hadn't really gone into that world. It's basically like being a sommelier. You know, it's the, the training now is incredible. And there's barista competitions and all that stuff that is so interesting now. But at that point, that was wild. You know, it was like learning about wine. Dang. And we had to pass an, a written exam, but we didn't have, uh, we did these like these pours, these these pulling things that I'm talking about in the morning. So it'd be like five 30 in the morning when you open doors and you'd be like slugging back espresso and trying to be like, okay, that one's clean. It's a, you know, this one's from Mexico, whatever. And there's obviously certain regions that produce better beans, but anyway, all this to say, I don't think you have as much of a caffeine addiction as maybe you could because you don't, you might get a slight headache if you don't have like your two cups a day, Yeah, but it's not, I don't think you have a dependency. You'd just be dragging for a little bit. You could do it. You could do it. Well, then awesome. I'll keep uh, coffee and Netflix both. And uh, <laughs> to answer your question, nachos. I don't I don't like food that I have to like use my hands on to the, to to a uh, a high enough degree. Like if it's a if it's a food that can be like pretty well contained, like mm-hmm. a burrito perhaps wrapped in foil or like I definitely go soft taco versus hard taco because we because soft taco is less likely to crumble and fall apart. Mm-hmm. But like nachos is something that like a there's just like cheese and sauce and beans and stuff all over the place that you're digging your fingers <laughs> in. And B, it's typically a shared thing. So everyone's got their dirty little mitts in this stuff, and it's just like ugh. <laughs> Ooh, my mitts. I gotta get my mitts in these. Oh, I gotta dip. Come on, y'all. Gotta dip these mitts. Dip these mitts. Dip these mitts. I, I agree with you. I don't think that nachos is definitely like the kill of this merry kill. Yeah. I'm effing them both. But I'll I will marry them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find a way to F both, but I will marry Netflix and I will kill nachos. Although I do like a good nacho. I don't think it's worth it. And you know what else sucks about nachos? Let's go after nachos for a minute. Yeah, let's get them. Since we didn't really tackle that, like you said, you don't like hand foods. I think that uh, I think the thing that sucks about nachos is that middle part of nachos where everything's goop. Like, yeah. you know how there's some perfect nachos where it's like, oh, this one's stacked with, with cheese. And maybe if you like meat, a meat or like a bean or whatever, refried beans or whatever might be on it, jalapenos, et cetera. On like a... Uh, yeah, on a plate full of nachos. Let's say you get it like a restaurant. Now, there's always that one soggy cho. Soggy cho? <laughs> soggy notch. That feels like like the texture is gone. It's basically just like a molted, <laughs> nasty corn shred. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's not good anymore. It doesn't taste like anything but just goop. It's horrible. So I think that like the best kind of nachos often are crappy movie theater nachos which is interesting it kind of ties into question one meaning those ones that are like crispy and they stay crispy and you dunk them in garbage sauce and yeah they put like garbage sauce on the side and you've got your own chips that you dip in i think i don't know i don't like nachos so i don't order them at movie theaters yeah me either like starving but i get how those hold up better yeah i i'm really tickled by soggy chover thanks 
because I did not know what you were talking about until you said soggy notch. And I was like, oh my God, soggy show is nacho. That's great. I didn't even know. Kara typically will abbreviate, but she'll also typically abbreviate to the first syllable. So I was very thrown off with the second syllable. Oh yeah, I definitely should have said soggy notch. <laughs> but I was worried that it sounded like a cool uh, soggy notch. It sounded like a cool like Japanese beer. Oh yeah. Like, soggy notch or like Saginaw, Michigan or whatever. Like it sounds like Sagatuck didn't sound right to me so I, I i went with cho it was a, it was a millisecond decision and let's say that somehow this place has perfected nachos to the point where there's no soggy soggy cho thank you the end result in the middle won't be soggy cho it'll be just chips yeah. it, may, it means everything else stayed on the top everyone like went whole hog when they were dipping their first chips the ratio's off and now you've got 30 corn chips oh with two black beans left somewhere on the platter Nice tomato and one chive. No, that is the that you painted the perfect picture of what nachos are really like. Where you go and you're like, yeah, you know, hey, oh, you're oh, oh, would you like some nachos for the table? Yeah, that sounds fun. Hey, Marla, do you want to get some nachos? Yeah, you know what, Hank, I do think we should get some nachos. What about you, Carol? Yeah, I can't wait to go in. Oh, let's get them. They come to the table. Carol and Hank annihilate. They annihilate yeah. those chos. And then Marla's like, well, there's one chive and one diced tomato left for me. Yeah. It's like, where where does the plate land on the table? This is like, take in your arm length and the distance of you to the to the plate. And that's going to tell you how, how your nacho experience is going to be. That's right. And this is also the failure of appetizers in general, where the whole table gets them. Not yeah. that it shouldn't be a thing that we try. I love communal experiences and I love sharing things. But when someone's like, could okay. we get an order of wings for the table? Guess what? Two people are getting those wings, guaranteed, because they're sitting by two people that want wings. And so you can look at the wings. The presentation is for everyone, but the wing tasting is for two people. Yes. I'm trying I to enjoy, an appetizer that's like that. But that's good sharing an appetizer where it's like very clearly labeled on the menu. You will get six blanks and you see you look around you at the table and realize there's six people here. And it's like, yes, let's get the mozzarella sticks. Does everyone want them? Everyone does. Wow, there's going to be one stick per person. This is perfect. Does anyone want two per person? Because we know the math now. Two orders, great. We know the math. We've done the work. Should we get two orders of mozzarella sticks? No, no, no. I think it's going to be fine. Are you sure? Are you sure? I feel like this is taking me down a wormhole here, Tara. Here's the next question for you about appetizers. What appetizer, if any, reheats well? Mozzarella sticks was a great example. They do? I think so, yeah. Because you're just basically reheating string cheese in a That's fried cool. shell. I mean, I don't know that it'd be exactly like the restaurant, but I'd say it's like the best chance. Closest. Because I think they fry. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, we're, we've both worked as in the food industry. Like we've both worked as servers, you know, way back when. Yeah. And I would say that probably they come breaded and fried already and then someone's heating them up in a microwave you know at the at the restaurant they're probably or they're flash frying them which is it's not like they're hand stitching just making beautiful mozzarella sticks yes. back in the kitchen at applebee's you know what i mean so um it's definitely at best a frozen mozzarella stick thrown in a fryer yeah that's what i mean like they might be doing a, a quick fry but it probably already has the breading and everything already on it and they're yeah. just they're just getting it hot. So I would say that would have a good chance of holding up. Nachos would suck 
because you have that wet show, soggy show. That's going to be like, nobody wants that. It's going to be way worse reheated. Definitely. You're going to have that. Like it's going to sit in the fridge and all the chips are going to either take in more of the sog yes. or it's going to yeah. become stale. And then you're going to microwave them and it's going to stale them out even more. And you're just going to have well, like, what are you going to do? You're going to microwave your sour cream. You dumbass. Don't do that. Then all the chips turn to like they're, the chips are essentially fruit leather that's flavored as corn. Oh God, Rance, why? Why did you bring a fruit leather? Oh. <laughs> oh. Fruit leather might as well be a thinly sliced tongue that's been <laughs> swung near a strawberry. I hate it so much. I hate fruit leather so much. So I think much. The taste of it is fine. It's the texture. If anyone tries to get me to eat fruit leather, uh, look, that'll be the end of our friendship. Uh, guaranteed. I hate it. And I want to like it because it feels very co-op-y. It feels like a thing that you'd be like, oh, come on down to the, the old Clintonville co-op and grab yourself grab yourself some nice fruit leather. Go take a bike ride and then make sure you hydrate today. And I want to get on board with that. But it tastes like you're biting skin. And here's why getting fruit leather as a gift for Tara is perfect. Because mm. I love it. I'll eat it all. all, all. Yeah, I love no, fruit leather. This can't just be about you. This can't be about you. You can't just. No, we're not going to sit on here and only talk about video games every episode. And then <laughs> have you steal my fruit leather. This sucks. Mm, give me that Ooh. skin. Boo. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> I like boo you out of here. Boo. Fruit leather. Don't get rants fruit leather by proxy. Fruit leather by proxy Best. is not okay. No. <laughs> I feel like fruit leather by proxy should be like some title for something. I don't know what it is. Autobiography. Fruit leather by proxy. When Karen and I lived in Chicago. Oh boy, here he goes. The grocery store in Chicago is uh Jewel Osco, at least the one we'd go to. It's known as Albertsons out west. If you have yeah. Albertsons, not it's not in the Midwest. Otherwise, Our Albertsons family. When I picture fruit leather, I, I typically picture a thing that's a circle, like a foot in diameter, that's very thinly rolled onto cellophane, and that cellophane is thinly rolled up. That's what I would have like as a kid, and uh-huh. you peel it off. And then there's like fruit roll ups, which yes. are thicker. Yes. Also on cellophane in a square, but basically, yes. skin. You like those? I love fruit roll-ups because they don't taste like you're eating someone's earlobe. They taste the they're well, they're a little smooth. They're thin. They are more like tacky gum, and they're like they're wonderful. Fruit yeah. rolls are delicious, and they're all sugar, but they taste like so good. If I'm a kid, hell yeah, give me a fruit roll-up. Get that fruit leather out of here. Yeah. So fruit roll-ups are like interesting that you enjoy them, but I get it. It's like it does kind of have the consistency of like, oh, awesome. There's a sheet of gum. Oh, the bubbles suck with this kind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not the flavor. The flavor is fine. It's just that, oh, that consistency makes me so mad. Yeah. It makes me irrationally angry. I'm well, that's what I was getting at is uh, as you would get through your point of purchase aisle uh, as you're shopping, they would have these fruit leather, like little like snack bites that were like two inches by five inches. And a little thicker than normal. And those are, as I'd get them because it was easy. Like by like, I'm going to have six of these. I'm going to keep them in my backpack and I'll have a snack mm-hmm. for when I'm out doing stuff. But those are skin. Oh. 
so gruesome. I I don't understand how anyone can get down with that. I, I guess I have a consistency issue in many foods. If I had to be, I'm not really picky too much about flavors, although I don't love seafood. Um, I do think a lot of it is just consistency based. Like I don't like mushrooms. The flavor's fine. It's just the consistency of like that piercing of the skin. Same thing for fruit leather. I'm trying to think of anything else has that same consistency that I hate it. Oh, I hate it so much. But all this to say, Netflix. Yeah, all this to say, Netflix. <laughs> you really went down a wormhole. Uh, <laughs> it was worth it. It was a fun one. It was worth it. Tara, I think this might be another two-questioner. We kind of like spiraled out. Oh, for sure. No, for sure it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had it in my mind that we might go down a wormhole of uh, – uh, yeah, of, of of defending what we believed, <laughs> standing our ground, and I, I I do think that, and uh, I'm just glad we're giving a big shout out to Netflix. I guess in this episode, yeah, Netflix. <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Uh, thank you so much for for joining us for another. It's not a show. I love how these answers, Tara. We both answered these fast. It was like front row or back, back. Uh, nachos or Netflix. Netflix, keep Netflix done. Yeah, that's not that's not, com- that's not how conversation should go, right? It should be thinking about everything. No, but I'm just saying, like some of these other ones that we've had, like I love the the broad diversity of these questions in the sense of some of them are like, yeah, it's definitely this, and maybe you think the other way, and then we can debate, or we're both on the same side, and then we think about it. But there are some that are just like, I don't even know how to approach this, so I have to really like think about all the all the intricacies of this question to really uh, get a full answer rather than here's a full answer let's dig deeper and see what's really under here yeah 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 i love it i love it i love it these either ors are really helpful i think i mean i yeah. anyone that's listening subscribers listeners thank you and thank you for turning in so many questions i can't believe how many questions we have but we want more so if you if you want to turn in your questions just feel free to send that to us We'll take them because we want this to keep going. It's a it's a ball and we have a, a million, but there's no order into which we're taking them. So I, I would be happy to see some roll in. Yeah, there's this, this pure chaos, everybody. Pure chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Organized, barely chaos. We're having such a ball. Thank you for helping it be a ball. Uh, as always, please subscribe. Feel free to give us a review. We sure do love a five-star review and what you're enjoying. Or write us a, a little note and tell us any of the things you felt because at one point down the line here we'll do a review show where we're going to go back and parse through some people's responses to what they said and why they want to fight us about what we said so that will be ideal as well what a joy yeah we love you love you thanks for watching watching (laughs) see you on netflix see you on netflix Bye. bye